Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers, this is... Greetings, greetings. Yeah! <laughs> How's it going today? <laughs> Someone's so, extra right. chipper right so, now. So we're, we're, we're at uh, GABF, Palmer and I sign a book side by side like always, <laughs> and all of a sudden, at some random point in the book signing, he passes me over a book and is like, John, you cretin, or you know, like, Bob, yeah. you cretin. <laughs> what the heck you calling this dude a cretin and the, i think the guy was like yeah why are you calling me a cretin and palmer's like it's like part of my intro he's Call trying to find a... himself it's in the brewing shtick. world he can't he doesn't have another book in him so he might as well just call people names like i do you're stealing my shtick is what you're doing palmer right yeah yeah the name the name calling was uh quite entertaining i don't know but I had a good time there, GBF, with uh, my good friend, the Palm. Yes, we did. We had a good time. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Who's drunk? Yeah. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. A little Martinez zombie crawl. Uh, it, it's been raging here down at the Bruin Network yeah. location. I don't know what the rest of the locations are like, but this thing's been just like jumping with a 100-people party. I'm going to tear your brains out there, huh? I'm going, to switch, really I'm going to switch the webcam to the studio. There is uh, Michael Jackson uh, zombie down there. Uh, Basically, it's just a white this, guy in a jerry is, curl. This is the most but, empty it's been all day. This I'm, is like after... It was supposed to stop at 5.30, so I think this is after it's all over and done. <laughs> it's still got people in it. I've never seen a white guy with a jerry curl before. Well, there you go. Let your soul glow. And then JP's been drinking. I've been know. drinking a little bit. Yeah, I made the rounds. Well, and today here in the studio we have the uh, ever ever wonderful Roger Davis. Ah, looking looking uh, handsome and uh, <laughs> attractive as always. Uh, yes, yes, I am. There you go, Roger. Sorry about that. Uh, and we have uh, Brian Shar, uh, Master BJCP Judge. Uh, Hello, how are y'all doing? Uh, he and I uh, go back a long way in judging and things like that. And, Definitely uh, one of one of my uh, favorite funny people. And uh, Paul Sangster, the uh, uh, rain. Oh, who who <laughs> wait? Who run the thing? Cox? He was last racial. year. He was. Uh, 2011. Are you? Say so you're 2011. All right. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. So is that raining? No. There's a new one, 2012. Just How's the new brewery doing, Paul? Oh, really good. We should be brewing in two weeks. So brewing in two weeks? Sweet. Four or five weeks. There you go. We're looking now, forward that's to called, it. what, ebb tide? Am I remembering correctly? You're rip. very close. We're going to say rip current, and I'm sure they'll edit that okay. so you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> rip current. Nice. Am I saying rip current? It's rip Is that right? current. Right. 
All right. So uh, we got a, a number of people here in the, the studio because these fine events in Martinez, everybody goes to Martinez for these fine beer events. And uh, that's that's what we're doing. It's, uh, it's not pronounced Martinez. Martinez, yes. <laughs> wonderful downtown Martinez. Oh, they and, do a great uh, job here putting on a wonderful event that uh, well, people want to come to. Well, and speaking of wonderful and coming to, uh, Blickman Engineering, our fine sponsor. I tell you, every time I see John Blickman, I'm thinking wonderful and coming to. Absolutely. You're waking up and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I do have a very soft spot in my heart for uh, Blickman Engineering and John Blickman. Uh, and everybody I see at these... Uh, these uh you know events that we we all go to the yeah especially the homebrewers conference uh blickman's just uh he's a nice guy a smart guy and a guy who's just uh real passionate about the hobby that's true and i think the fact that he makes a living uh participating in the hobby is just kind of like a sideline to him i don't know i don't think he's really well, you know, it's, it's, he's he's happier now than he's ever been. You know, yeah. being able to uh, you know make this these fun kind of things to help brewers and um, you know, one more could you want out of life? I've never seen that guy other than happy and positive and interested and engaged. That's true. Right. Yeah, if he was that's in- why he's successful. If he was focused more on making money, he would he would pay me for my catchphrases. Right, but innovating he doesn't do that. Blickman Engineering, inv- innovating your homebrew. Although yeah. he does get confused on the way up to Tahoe from time to time. <laughs> so, so what happened? I don't even remember that. What what happened? That was a long I, time I, ago. I'm thinking there's a map reading episode. Well, but, apparently, know. Kevin the Drake is opening a uh, a That's nano right. brew or something. Right? Did yeah. he send you that email? I did. Yeah, yeah we we all went up there to. Uh, uh, with uh, Blickman Palmer and I, we went. He was the winner of a uh, a contest with Blickman Engineering, and we all went up to Tahoe and spent the night up there and uh, brewed with him the next day. And that was just awesome. That was absolutely freaking awesome. And then we all came down and did a show together. I want to do that. I remember again. that show. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, I tell you, I just loved and the fact that it was in Tahoe. I think really helped. Because yeah. Tahoe's a great area, so it is. The brewery uh, think, section uh, is lacking very much. Any any uh, Blickman Engineering uh, and, and anybody who buys a uh, top tier system from Blickman Engineering and lives in the Tahoe area, <laughs> call me. <laughs> call me. We will fake you winning a contest, <laughs> and we'll tell Blickman he has to pay yeah. for it. And we'll uh, Palmer and I'll we'll go there out again, there yeah. uh, uh, with Blickman. We'll all meet out there and we'll brew with you. How's that sound? Good? I love it. I think done deal. So uh, email me, uh, Jamel at thebrewingnetwork.com. There you go. Palmer's the only one going shit. That means I have to fly up there. He and doesn't mind. Sit in the car and smell <laughs> no. your farts for it, four hours. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And, you know, hanging out, there's restaurants on the lake, and we had a yeah. good time. Although he did have to smell a lot of my farts in the hotel room that night. I think that was one of the complaints. Well, why wouldn't he? They had, they had windows. It wasn't a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right, we, we did have to open. That's friendship. When farts aren't a big deal, you guys are friends. <laughs> we we are dear friends. Yeah, absolutely yes. dear friends. Well, that's adorable. Going back a, a long way, we're we're very close, and I think whatever happens happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, whatever happens in Tahoe stays in your medical record. That's right, <laughs> right, doctor. You wipe I've got my this back, drip. I'll wipe yours. <laughs> Our fine sponsor, Mr. John Blickman. Blickman. Not this afraid is, of jokes. This is what you're promoting. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. 
So check them out. BlickmanEngineering.com. Yep. Blickman with uh, two ends. Uh, check them out. Innovating your homebrew. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. Well, breathy. Uh, well, and, and speaking of uh, events and GABF, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, our experiences at GABF. We, we, we've got uh, some people here that uh, do a lot of judging, have entered a lot of homebrew competitions and won the Ultimates and Homebrew Competitions people, master BJCP judges. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, people who've, you know, judged at B, at uh, GABF and uh, and other homebrew competitions and done excellent jobs on that and gone to the GABF many times gone to the GABF many times yes absolutely um so we 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 have the whole crowd here and we thought that we'd kind of um just discuss the overall feel between you know you're starting as a homebrewer you may be familiar with that at, at one level What's it like to be at the top level of that? What's it like to go to the GABF and, and compete at the level there? Uh, you know, it's uh, very different. And um, and also strangely the same. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll, we'll dive right into uh, kind of the world of, uh, you know, competitions and, and what that does for you and your brewery as a pro. Back after this. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Law. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Law, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Blickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. 
We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're enjoying a, a fine time in the studios in lovely uh, Martinez, uh, California. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> We've been drinking beer. All right. Uh, so, this is our. Uh, I've, I've been going what to GBF for a number of years and enjoying uh, the wonderful spectacle that GBF is. And this is actually our second year there as a commercial brewery pouring at the at the festival. And there's, you know, just a a, a lot of things that go on. Um, if you have the chance to read the blogs that, that I write for Brew Your Own magazine. Oh, I never miss one. There you go. Um, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on festivals. I'm not big on events because a lot of them turn into drunk fests. But the one thing I think you really can't miss is GABF. Uh, you know... Uh, as a pro brewer, you're saying? As a pro brewer. Yeah. And, you know, a big part of the reason why is um, you know, all your peers are there. And, uh, Paul, you've been to, you know, a lot of NHCs and you've competed and, you know, all those other guys that are competing there. You, it's nice to see them. You kind of have a camaraderie about, hey, you know, we're doing battle together. <laughs> you know, we're all in the same thing <laughs> together, right? It's great to see everybody, and they all have stories what, about what they were trying to do that year. And mm-hmm. Damn, you beat my so-and-so beer that I thought was great, but you meddled on that one. And mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just great to see everybody, I think. Right, and you kind of get, you build up a respect, and you have, you, know, you have kind of like an in-the-trenches kind of respect for each other. And it's, you know, sharing the war stories, sharing that uh, kind of, you know, 
uh, you know, here's what uh, what we did, how we succeeded, all that sort of stuff. And and so you wouldn't miss the homebrewers conference because of that. It's kind of like, ah, you know, this is this is where the peer my peers are, and this you know this is the the ultimate competition for us. And you know, I'm in there. And yeah, yeah I think one thing that you, you're probably going towards also is club night is so phenomenal mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you can go and try your the people you're talking about spears that they are so proud of that they brought to the event and maybe those are the ones you entered and you competed against right right and you can stand and chat with them and they tell you how they made it and you tell them what you did different and everybody learns well and one of the things is you you really can't participate in nhc which is a great event which probably my top event of all beer events is nhc yep. over gabf yeah, um definitely. really oh yeah uh and you can't participate unless you're an aha member so the the price difference between being an HA member and not and signing up for it is the price of a membership. So buy the membership. AHA is a, a great organization yeah. that is looking out for the interests of homebrewers. You can actually sign up through the Brewing Network uh, store or Brewing Network site. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com. There's an AHA logo. You click on that. You sign up for an AHA membership, and a portion of that goes back to the the brewery network sports brewery network you get zymergy you get uh, the discount program you get a lot of great things and you get somebody uh, advocating for home brewers uh, so uh, i would i would uh, sign up for that if you haven't but uh, you know yeah club night fantastic it's mm-hmm. it's just that gathering of your peers and club night very much like gabf right so everybody's got a booth they're all serving these beers you wander around to uh, your uh, peers' booth and try what what you know everybody's buzzing about being their best things like that. There's a competition, all that stuff. Very similar on the homebrew level. If you've ever been to that, if you haven't, you, you need to go. If if you have, you understand what we're talking about on the GABF level. Because right. GABF, I think, to a lot of people who are not participants, not are you know participants in the commercial sense. It's just like a big beer fest, mm-hmm. but I think to I think Paul, you're making an excellent example, uh, excellent uh, point that GABF for the commercial brewers, it's like club night at NHC. Yeah. When right? you go on, you're probably going to mention this, but the Saturday AM session, uh-huh. you know, kind of that the member session, session, yeah, where they announce all the awards. Again, course, that's an AHA benefit is being able to get member session tickets. Exactly. That really reminds me of Club Night because it's a who's who of all the brewers. Right. They want to be there to get their medals, like, right. you, like right. you got this year. Congrats. Thanks. And, uh, you know, so they're all there. They're at the booths. You can drink their beer and you can have a chat with them about mm-hmm. how they made it. And you can talk to them about, you know, you're making a similar style. It really yeah. reminds me of Club Night. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So the interesting thing is, so, so, so that's one of the similarities. And, uh, you know, as, as a pro brewer, you're going to be challenged to go to just endless numbers of events. Um, you know, it's it's a constant stream of requests. I would imagine we get at least a hundred a year. Uh, Roger at, at 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 Triple Rock. Um, I mean, you guys were mainly just a you know a, you know brew pub. But right, did, did you guys get just insane numbers of requests, anyways, or, or through Drakes? Did you, you through Drakes? Yeah, I'm sure you got an insane number. But even at Triple Rock, you got a for what donation donations? Uh, yeah, donations, participating <laughs> in events, pouring in events, for things donuts. like that. And yeah, I mean, you you we basically just pick and choose the ones that we wanted to go to. Right. I mean, 
But it's an insane amount. It's a, it's an insane amount. Right. So everyone wants free beer. <laughs> yeah. That's funny how that works. Yeah, it turns out. No. <laughs> right, right. Well, and hey, how are you going to handle that with your uh, new brewery? You're, I mean, are you we're, focusing... We're not giving mainly? any beer away. Are you focusing... <laughs> yeah. No beer for free. If I come in and I can't get a, like, a little sip, well, a little taste, maybe. Whatever the board says, Jamil. All right. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> how does that it's work? It's $3.50 a pint. It's $3.50 a pint. Oh, man. $3.50 a pint? I'll be there every day. Um, for you, actually, there's going to be a supper pricing. Yeah, it's $4.50. $4.50. Oh, no! <laughs> um, how, how, does, how does that work? I mean... When people ask you to do a festival, it's not yeah. free beer. I mean, you you write it; it's a write off, uh. right? You donate it, or, or how does that work? And well, is and is there a cap well, on how see, much the, you can donate a year? Well, how about that for a good, question? Good questions. Thank you. Very I, much. I think you know um, when people go, "Oh, you can write it off." It's like, okay, so JP, the ten dollars you earn this year, yeah, you could <laughs> donate that to whatever cause, right? Nonprofit, and you can write it off. Yeah. Well, I got the I got money back and behind then, me. So. Then you don't have your your ten dollars left <laughs> yeah. over, right? Right. I mean, you know, you, you can write off anything, but if you write everything off, you're not going to have enough money to survive and to run your business. But then you get some back, isn't that the point? Or what is the no. point? I don't even know. No. Um, if and if there's a lot of events where people are just drunks, yeah. And I think the return on your investment of all this free beer is. And your time to be there and all this, it's, it's expensive. Hmm. It's nothing. And then there's events that I think are really great events where the people there are passionate about beer. Warren, uh, you know, Warren Billups, he's here for, uh, he's, he's our assistant brewer at Heretic, and he, he's happened to sit in. Yep. That's Beardy he, for everybody. Beardy, he does a lot of uh, events for us. And uh, y- you see how there's a, a lot of uh, events where there's just drunks, and then there's events where there's people who are, you know, uh, passionate about beer, craft beer. You, you just did the uh, Bay Area Beverage uh, event at Golden Gate Fields, and that's people who are beer buyers mainly, right? Right, yeah. Those are restaurant tours and um, just local businesses that are, most of them were current customers of mm-hmm. Bay Area Beverage. Mm-hmm. And so they were definitely not there to have a good time <laughs> and get... Get, they still had a good drunk. time. Oh, right. right. Yeah. I think but, it was kind of their Christmas party a right, little but, bit. But they're not getting drunk. But, they're they're yeah. there to sample yep. all the products that Bay Area Beverage represents. Right. Hey, maybe you want to have this in your in your restaurant or your grocery right. store or whatever it might be. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of people that um, had heard about us but mm-hmm. not tried it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a great experience to get people who had heard the, the rumors Right. And praise <laughs> of heretic, but yeah, uh, definitely not the party crowd mm-hmm. like a bunch of zombies that were walking around here today. <laughs> like today, but, yeah. yeah, right. Um, well, there's a party crowd here today, but there was the individual in there. It's like I'm a home brewer, you know. I'm you know enjoy you know uh, you know different craft beer things like that. Uh, you know. Uh, my favorite beer is Evil Cousin over at Creek Monkey. I mean, Creek, people are talking about Creek Monkey all day long. Yeah. It's a great place, and, and Creek Monkey has represented Heretic from, from day one, and so that's really been helpful for us. But a lot of those people, they had no idea about uh, the Brewing Network, so it's good for the Brewing Network. I hand them out cards, and um, you know, I think there's, there's times when events are great, and they really, uh, you know, there's a benefit to you as a brewery in participating in them. Hmm. But you got to be careful because 
you know, the cost of those things. You think, oh, I'm giving this beer away, and people remember our beer and things like that. No, no. That's so, the majority of them, no. So would you say the if you were a, a, a new brewery or a young brewery, yeah. the event to go would be GABF? Uh, no. No? No. Don't go. What would it be? <laughs> it, it really needs to be the local ones because you really want to get your name out there and you want to promote your beer, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it is expensive. Mm-hmm. And you do know? you distribute to the areas where those people yeah. from GABF are coming from? Mm. You don't. Yeah. No. You know, events where you distribute. Focus where you distribute. I think that's that's a big value. G- the GABF is very unique in its way. Mm-hmm. You know, it just brings all the brewers together from across the U.S. And basically, uh, they all converge on Denver for four days. NHC Club Night. That's really what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> but double the methane, I think, is what... <laughs> There's a lot more egos in the room. Double the vomit. <laughs> yeah, double, double the vomit. vomit. The I'm, bathroom I'm, lines are... Yeah. Thursday night, 30 minutes in, I slip on somebody's vomit oh, next to the recycle bin. No. Thanks for painting that picture. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh, I, I slipped. What was that? Oh, it's vomit. <laughs> it's chunky. As long as it's not cheesy. Well, that's true. <laughs> cheesy puke is just the worst. Yeah, it was but pretty cheesy. My I'm favorite sorry. part of GABF is is when you're leaving, you see the drunk lineup, and you play how many drunks are there. You know, there's like eight or nine zip tied with a zip tie handcuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's my <laughs> favorite. It's like okay, one, two. You know, you get the over under. Oh, yes, ten or more. I won. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing that Don't I be did. That guy. I did this year. What'd you do? I jumped on the little pedicabs, the oh, old guys good. with the bikes. Yeah, freaking love that. Yeah, I never knew that. They're much faster than cabs. Cost you about the same as a cab, but it'll get you there a fraction of the time. It's quiet. You're you get the nice cool evening breeze. <laughs> You're not talking about on degrees. the floor, yeah. huh? You're not talking about 30, on the floor. Thirty-five of degrees of wind you can Ride this bike around. <laughs> no, 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 it's outside. It's outside. outside. Oh, okay. when, when when all can the taxis imagine? are gridlocked. Yeah. There's these guys on bikes with a little little cab behind them. You jump in those things. Well, where they charge like they want like two bucks a block. You can negotiate with them, <laughs> but it's worth the two bucks a block. It really yeah. is. We 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 have races really every year. I'll race you to this place. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone, ah, beat your ass. Nice, nice. We yeah. actually had one that uh, a couple of years ago. The guy was it was raining. And he was going up a hill, and it was just oh, like, no. felt sorry for the guy. Well, I'm sorry. The other two people that were with me felt sorry for the guy, so they jumped out, and I was just like, come on, man. Go. Keep going. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> You're paying for a service. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not, it I'm not jumping out. I'm paying for this. It doesn't count unless he hauls somebody's ass up the hill. Right? <laughs> exactly. Every dollar you gave him. I tell you, but I tell you, I think those guys enjoy it. They enjoy that, too. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, that's what I'm here well, to do. At the time, I don't think he was enjoying it at all. <laughs> well, you got you know, like three three people in the thing. Yeah, I don't know. We were overloaded going up a hill, and it was raining. Mm-hmm. You pretty much are. That still wasn't my problem. It was his, but you know, it's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Until anyway, he farts. So how do we how do we get to Stacker? All right, okay. So yeah, circle back around to being at GBF, <laughs> having your beers judged at GBF. There you go. Oh. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> the subject of the show. Yeah, you're right, right, right. So, um, you know, like NHC, there's this, uh, or you know, there's this big competition, and I think this year was like forty eight hundred beers. What was it, Roger? Uh, yeah, it was like forty four. I think yeah, forty four. Yeah, it was and, and, and the, the, Roger, you've judged for a number of years. Uh, yeah, uh, two thousand eight was my first. Yeah, yeah, but, and and I've been judging as well, and. Uh, 
it's uh, you know it's quite an experience. I think you know there's a focus on having industry people uh, judge a GABF, and I think that that has come about because people who didn't win in the past complain that the people that were judging were not industry people. I'm just saying that that's you know part of the focus. And, uh, you, know, a, a, you know, a jury of your peers and judged yeah. by your peers. And I can understand that. Honestly, I think that they're missing out on some really great people who are not industry. Uh, I, can, I can name, a, you know, a number of people. You know, Brian, you're, you're one of them, I think, would be excellent judge in uh, GABF. Uh, well, th- th- thanks, Jamil. And what I hear is a uh, homebrew judge. There's always this lore. I'm not sure if it's correct or not that uh, you, you get invited one time to judge at GABF, and if you say yes, you're on the list, and if you don't, if you say no, you'll never get invited again. Well, no. I'm I th- not I sure think, if that's real or not. Well, I, think, I, think, I, think, yeah, you know, I think you won't get invited. Yeah. That's to start with. And I think that's the shame, because there are, there are I'm not saying every you know, BJCP judge out there is actually worthy of judging GABF, but I'll say there are a number of people that are really very talented that are you know just not considered um you have to apply you have to get um some recommendations from industry people saying that you're not an idiot and that you know what you're doing and i, I think that's all good yeah, and the then there's process a process is good there's a waiting list i mean palmer's on a waiting list yeah. didn't palmer judge this year no no I you did, buddy 2014 is when i get to do it for the first time really well yeah. that's the that's the theory if you don't misbehave between now and then this show will probably get you <laughs> to 2016 do they know who you are i mean you're not just a john palmer you're the right no that doesn't work rock doesn't candy work. palmer that doesn't work because he doesn't RCP. brew commercially really uh, yes. that's right. the, so, the, the cutoff right 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 hmm. so he's not not an industry person consulting all that doesn't necessarily mean so, uh, you know, you're, you, you have to get recommendations, and then those are, you know, turned in, and then they put you on the list, and when your name comes up several years from now, you're invited to go. If you don't go, then you're screwed. You, you get bumped on the list again. But if you go, then they very carefully monitor your performance. And there's table captains, and they watch what you do, and they examine your score sheets and things like that. And if you do well and you're you're okay, then you know they'll invite you back again, um, you know, the following year. Um, and I think all that is excellent. I think that's a, a great way to go. I think the thing that they do that I think is is perhaps mistaken is they give way too much. Um, Weight to somebody being in the industry, and being in the industry means you sell malt or you sell cans. You know, you were a can salesman, so obviously you're in the industry. And there, you you own a strip club. You become a GABF judge. I think things like that are detrimental to the process. Hmm. And so, I think that there's while. And this is a sensitive area, I'm sure, for a lot of people. I think you know we need well, Jimmy, to. How not many, necessarily how many look judges that. like like that do you think there are as a percentage versus you know actual you know beer drinkers, beer brewer type judges? Hmm. Good question. I would say thirty percent. I was going to go eighty twenty. I was, yeah, uh, was going to go eighty 20. twenty rule. So twenty percent. Let's go twenty five. Yeah. 
right. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would agree with that. 80-25? I, I would think that... Uh, so that brings us to 100. No, I, I, I would think that, uh, yeah, there's there's a number of people there that they're there because they're industry, I feel. And I, and I you know, I worry about those people. <laughs> I worry about those people. <laughs> I do. Do you think it, do you think it, it, it creates a line uh, uh, between... Um, uh, homebrew judge and commercial judge like i mean you know i think there's a line obviously uh. commercial beer is, is infinitely better than homebrew but uh i'm an asshole um but in in a judge's eyes there, there shouldn't be the style is the style is the style right but not inviting uh homebrew judges bgcp types right uh like uh, captain Shaw over here um do you uh. think do you think that blurs a line do you think it do you think it it, it creates a division between commercial beer and uh, homebrew I, I think there are some commercial brewers who have their head up their ass and think that they know everything and that... Uh, <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? It's <laughs> a nervous tick. That, uh, it's fucked up. That, you know, because somebody does not do it for a living, that somehow they're deficient. Um, and, I, and I would put that number at below 10%. Yeah, I agree with you. There's, there's a big bulk that it's like, eh, neither here nor there. And then there's you know a small percentage or yeah, a pretty good percentage that think oh you know there are some really amazing people that you know don't brew commercially that are just so knowledgeable mm. those are the people I want to talk to and and you see that all the time mm-hmm. I think we see that around here and you know, it's like Roger he'll work with Nate and he'll work with uh, you know Tasty he'll work with all sorts of people he worked with me for Christ's sake yeah and it's just like. <laughs> You know, he'll listen you, to what you have you to say. You work with Justin? No, 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 no. please. Let's, yeah. let's not get ridiculous. He has principles. I got, I got, I got limitations. Right. He can only but, write off so much time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so I think I think that that that's a you know a big issue there, and um, I think uh, you know that you know that's something you need to anticipate as uh, you know a brewer going from homebrew to commercial brew. You know, there's there's this divide that this artificial divide well is there a difference in criteria as well ah good point on judging a beer in uh bjcp versus gbf is there or commercial competition is there a divide on there that's an excellent question I have a good response to that <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll tell it to you after this Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can find Find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. 
putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, just kind of events and GBF and, uh, you know, that whole difference between, you know, people want to know, I, I get all the time, people question, what's the difference between, you know, as a home brewer, an amateur brewer, you know, going pro, you know, what's the difference between this? What's the difference you know, between, you know, uh, well, between a lot of things. I, I, I will tell you this. If you... And you, know, you guys back me up or, or bash me on this. I bet that there are more high quality, you know, you know, perfect beers being brewed by home brewers than there are commercial brewers. Think of the number of commercial brewers in the U.S. Think of the number of home brewers in the U.S. It's got to be a close, a close battle. But so you're, there's you're saying per capita. Well, there's there's uh, whatever. The I mean, the H Chase is like a million homebrewers. I think there's far more than a million homebrewers. Really? Yes. And there's you know a few thousand commercial brewers. I I totally buy that because it's a uh, possibility, right? It's when I when I first insane. started homebrewing in 1990, it was you know there's no internet, there's mm-hmm. no like you know getting instant feedback and like. Hey, what did I do wrong? You know, like forums and whatnot. Right. It was like you take the shitty beer to the homebrew store and be like, "Hey, what the fuck did I do wrong?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Everything." Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> everything here. Buy these yeah. things, and you'll yeah. make better beer. Sell I, your equipment. I had I had a GABF uh, score sheet come back like that. Uh, what did I do wrong? Everything. So yeah. What did I do wrong? Yeah, what did I do wrong? What did you do right? Nothing. <laughs> Plus the goals are different, right? The homebrewer's goal is to make really, really good beer, where the producer, you know, the commercial guys, they're trying to make beer to sell. What, yeah. is, no. what is my consumer like? No, 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 no. No? So. Screw that. No. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe everyone. One minute. Our goal is to make perfect beer. And I think every commercial brewer... I, I, I'm sure there's some that are thinking, but it's oh, your goal. you know, I'm going to make you know beer that'll sell. Screw that beer that'll sell. Beer that there's plenty of people making beer that'll sell. That's the beer that's selling now. If you want to compete in what's a very aggressive market, you need to make the best beer possible. And sure enough, there's going to be people who agree with you that that's the best beer, and there's going to be people people that think that's shit. You know, that's. That happens. There's there's people who say, oh no, I, I can't stand that uh, uh, heretic beer. That's that's crap. Fine, it's not for everybody. Palmer, what know. do you think? Is that no, true? I agree with Jamil. Really? Yeah. yeah. Make make your best beer possible, and then you know let the chips fall where they may. You know when you start saying, oh, you know I'm going to do this because people like that or like this or like that. Um, you know, when you get feedback, there's a difference between you're getting feedback and, God, that stinks. Uh, you know, and you're yeah. like, yeah, you're right. That kind of stinks. Do you get uh, a lot well, of that, well, apparently? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I from Chris, the his brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much every, every feedback. Internal card. feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Says, says it stinks. But as a, well, for a commercial brewer, you are, you're trying to make money. You're trying to, you know, sell sure. the beer you make. And right, but are you're you going to brew for, that beer as well as you can. But are you going? Are you going for? This is well, the beer that people are, want to buy. Or are you going for? I'm just going to find something, I, and I'm going to make it the best beer possible. 
And then if people buy it or not, you know, that'll determine whether it survives or not. In the 90s, I think the the microbrewers were doing that. They were saying, okay, we need to brew a light blonde ale. And I saw a number of, you know, microbreweries Mm -hmm. come on the market with a blonde ale. Mm -hmm. There was was nothing nothing interesting about it, nothing spectacular. Mm -hmm. Whereas nowadays... Um, you try the the you know the pale beer at the GABF from from some commercial brewery. It turns out to be a Kolsch, or it turns out to be a Hellas, or you know something not just a blonde ale. It is a beer with character. Um, that they they this is our light offering. This is the one we sell the most of. Um, has the broadest appeal, but it's still a very interesting beer. So I I think I tend to agree with you, Jamil, that. Commercial brewers today are brewing the best beer that they can. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, in my uh, experience, Palmy, um, nine times out of ten, if, if if it's the opposite. It's not a blonde ale that turns out to be something. It's a, something that turns out to be a blonde ale. It's a Kolsch that turns out to be just a blonde ale or a Hellas that just happens, you know, that is actually a blonde ale. Because I get a lot of commercial beers that people don't know what the fuck they're doing. I should, probably shouldn't swear, but right. you know, it's it's. Oh, here's a Kolsch. Oh yeah, what what yeast did you use? Uh, you know, um, ten fifty six. Oh, yeah, it's not a friggin' Kolsch, dude. Oh, yeah, what's your malt? Uh, you know, Breeze two row. Oh, I've never had a Kolsch with with American malt before. Is right. it real good? Right. No, um, I, I agree with you there. There's a lot of people the well, head up their ass. I was they're really angry about that. They don't they don't know what they're doing, and they're they're making beer that, uh, you know, frankly, twenty percent of commercial beer brewed. And, you know, probably a bigger portion of homebrew beer brewed yeah. is shit. It's sour, it's buttery, it's oxidized, well, it's, I it, think, it's, it sucks. It's not worth drinking. I think that speaks to There's, Paul's point, is, is that people are brewing to what they think will sell. Sure. So they'll call it something that it's a Kolsch for the people like us who, who actually know what that means, but for the most part, nobody's going to know that it's not really Kolsch. Right. I give you the example. Well, that's, that's, I give you the example, IPA. Well, and that's, Why does every brewery have an IPA and a double IPA? The style is not that cause, interesting. Because it'll sell. That's my point. Right. right. And that's Paul's point, I think. Well, and I think that, you know, that's... Sort of. That's, that's part of the thing Close. is, you know, people will buy it and, you know, there, there's some influence on, well, people will buy it. But you can't, you can't... And I think the, the 20% are doing that thing where they're like, well, we'll just make this because people will buy an IPA or they'll buy... An American wheat because that's what the market wants, and and they don't know dick about making great beer, seriously. And so, Jamil, what you know, criteria are GABF beers being judged to? Are they being judged well, to BJCP's type styles or not? So, so this is what we're going to talk about after the break, and we kind of got sidetracked, but um, you know, the difference are so BJCP people people look at BJCP as you know too style rigorous or something like that and then in they're they're looking at uh, you know it has to be in this style and 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 then you know beer quality and i don't think that that's necessarily the case in a lot of bjcp judgings in gabf people were thinking oh well you know they have their own set of styles that i think charlie comes up with and has manipulated over the years and if you have an issue with it you you can give them feedback, and they'll tweak it over the years, and it's fine. It's you know, whoever makes up styles, that's fine. It doesn't matter as long as everybody, everybody judging and everybody entering is is working off the same set of notes. Then that's fine. It, the notes can be different, but uh, I 
I would say that in GABF judging, there's far more attention to style than there is to beer quality. There's so many people going, oh, it's, it, that's too dark for uh, American Brown. Uh, I don't know. Really? I think that's fine. I think, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're focused on clarity and color and, you know, things like that and haze than they are on, you know, brewing quality and, you know, flavor and fermentation, things like that. And I, 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 I see that, and that's very frustrating to me because I've always railed against people, you know, look, color is not that important. It needs to kind of be in the range. If it's a little dark or a little light, all right, who's to say that, that if you measured that on a, on a spectrophotometer, you wouldn't come up with the right SRM? You know, if it, is that number exact? Is that number precise? Is it 28 uh, SRM or is it 29? Who gives a crap? It's close enough. Could you, in your imagination, say that that color kind of fits? Okay, then that's good. Check that box. Done. Move on. <laughs> Move on to the quality of the brewing. And I think brewing competitions, and I've always said this, should be about the quality of the brewing. That you know, the brewmaster's efforts and and attention to detail on on the finest things about you know fermentation and sanitation and packaging and. And then, you know, the, you know, the malt choices and the quality of ingredients and all that stuff, that should be the focus of, of, of judging. And, and um, I'll tell you, I'm surprised. I think JBF judging is a little more towards style than uh, most BJCP judging I've seen. That's interesting. I would have thought it would be the other way, other way around. You'd think. Because I, I always, when, when I've judged commercial beers at things like a California State Fair, I've always been very adamant that, you know, would I drink a pint of this is a very critical measure of a beer and is is as important, more important maybe than, you know, style. And and, and that's been something that has been adopted. And it's like, you know, okay, that's a that's a good beer. I'll drink that. You know, that that's something that, that should be, you know, adhered to. Um, whether it's dark enough or light enough or, you know, whether, you know, little things like that. Gosh, you know, I'm, I'm always appalled when, when people lean on that. Now, Roger, you've done a lot of judging at GABF. Well, what would the, you say? Am I, am I too, too far the wrong way? I think you're a little high. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I think, uh, you know, there's so many categories with the GABF that mm-hmm. if it is – on the darker end, I mean, American Brown is a bad example. I mean, if, right, you're, if you're right. on the pale ale and it's like, whoa, this is like an American Brown, right? Then that should be kicked out, right? You know, because it's it's too dark. You're in the pale wrong, ale, you're amber. In the, yeah, I mean, then this put it in the red ale. Boundary. Put it in the red ale, right? But if it's right on that boundary between the two, yeah, then uh, just go with the merits. And then if it right. smells off, then like, Don't, all right, not only a are you too dark, but right. you have butter in your beer, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's uh, you know focus on the quality of the brewing. Exactly, it, that should be the the major me- measure. And then when you get down to the point where God, these are you know three flawlessly brewed beers. Boy, the 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 brewer really knew what he was doing. Ah, you know these two, you know are are more a measure of of what the style. You know, and this one, ah, it's on the boundary here. You know, so we're going to go ahead and give that the third. I could I could live with that, but. You know, when you're ignoring, um, when you're putting forth beers that are sour or buttery or things like that, or uh, have oxidation problems, 
you know, over beers that, you know, have a style issue. I don't, you know, give me the style issue. Give me, give me, you know, something that's way over alcohol or color or whatever because it's brewed properly. And let's get rid of all the brewing flaws first. Let's let's yeah. eradicate those. But there, I mean, with the American, uh, let's just go with the pale ale. There's an yeah. American pale ale, then there's American strong pale ale, then there's right. IPA, <laughs> right. and then there's double right. IPA, right. and, and right. It's, everything. Those those sure. four categories kind of run together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and American Strong Imperial IPA is, is the next one that I think is going to be the big hit. Can we turn his mic off? American yeah, Strong I'll do it right now. Imperial <laughs> Double. Yeah, yeah. Triple but X. I'm just saying that because uh, I, I did the American Strong Pale Ale this year all the way mm-hmm. with the gold or with the metal round. And I just made sure that everyone on the table knew that, like, hey, watch your alcohols. Right. Because oh no, I'm I'm with you there. People are trying to sneak their IPAs in, and it's you know yeah. Make uh, sure this we is did, a um, you know, lower end. We did some barrel aged, and that cuts off at like six and a half percent. And there was like Russian Imperial Stouts and barley wine centered. See, wrong and category. Like wow, you know I can taste like at least ten percent in this beer. It's a little. It, it's too big. Yep. I'm I'm fine with kicking those, but. You know, there's there's beers that are you know fundamentally flawed, and to say that a fundamentally flawed beer versus let's say the cutoff is six and a half, and you go, ah, you know that might be a little that might be seven that might be seven and a half. Yeah. I would let the seven and a half slide because you don't really know. Yeah, but anything that's got heat, you're just like, all right, you're kind of like, eh, it's a bit much, but. I, I definitely know when there's diacetyl. I definitely know when it's sour. I definitely know when when fermentation was flawed. I know that for a fact. I don't know for a fact that alcohol was over 6.5%. No. Right? Let me ask, uh, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. No. How, how are uh, beers judged at GBF? Is it too BGCP? BJCP style? Is no, it a beauty no, contest? no, they just right. rub a bottle in front it? of you, and then you just pour it, and you, just... you crack it open, drink from the bottle. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they, <laughs> that sounds awesome they, to me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm in. They have six or seven judges to sit year. down. You split split the table, so you're either judging with three or four uh, judges for for a panel, and um, you get these beers. They give a abbreviated score sheet that leaves you very little room to write. Uh, your notes and you you very quickly uh, write notes everybody does it independently and you go through all the beers and usually you have 10 to 12 beers Mm -hmm. in a flight you're doing you know 100 over the course of the GABF 100 beers that's a lot of judging and you write these score sheets in duplicate and at the end after everybody's written their score sheets you all kind of come together, and generally what happens is everybody goes, let's eliminate. Now let's get rid of the, the worst ones first. And so you start going, that one was buttery and sour. That one was so oxidized, I couldn't stand it. That one was this, that, the other thing. And it's it's just numbers. Yeah. You're just throwing out numbers of the beers. Right. But so so it's not so it's like, really kind of best best of show judging or mini. Um, you know, in a way, essentially, and, and everybody kind of goes, yeah, that one sucked. Let's pour it out. Right, okay. and then you kind of okay. get down to the last, you know, four or five, and you need the top three to go on to the next round, the metal round. And at that point, um, you know, and, and sometimes you'll you'll come across something. It's like, oh, that was really buttery and sour, and two out of three people will agree to that and go, yeah, that was offensive. But you always have that one guy. Yeah, that's one like, guy's like, oh, that's that my favorite my, one. I had that as number one. <laughs> and it's like, well. 
Well, let me know when you let me know when you upgrade your brewery from extract to all grain. So there are you know there are frustrating moments like that, but and then you but generally I'll I'll tell you this: every judge at the at the JBF is a nice person that's willing to cooperate with others and listen and talk very politely and you know the behavior is exemplary i think yeah. except for maybe Fal and roger no oh, that one hurt <laughs> no. that one hurt but yeah you might want to mention two, two of my favorite people and i tell you i love Fal allen i think he's fantastic i really do you, know, you might um, want to mention the one similarity though as there's probably a lot of bjcp judges out there that are wondering right. this all the judges are given a written description of what the style is supposed to be. Mm, at, good point. At JBF, and they're point. supposed to judge to that. Right. Whether yeah. they do, I mean, There's you guys a, can right. comment on that. There's a lot of guidelines. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, um, you know, hopefully you eliminate all the ones that are just out and out not good beer, where they're flawed, you know, fundamentally flawed with bad fermentation and sanitation, and then you get down to the point where you know you're choosing, you know, uh, style specific things. And you write out a sheet that has the top three, and those go on to the the next round. And the next round is you don't write any sheets; you just get everything that was from the you know previous round. And you do kind of a best to show thing, and you smell them, taste them, and then everybody comes together and does the same thing. Eliminates all the bad ones and says, "All right, here's the the, the three. Everybody cool with you know one, two, three. So very similar to that. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up this interesting conversation about uh, JBF competitions and more after this. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And HopTech not only carries Y-Yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. (laughs) I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes the home. vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're having uh, a heated discussion. A heated discussion here about uh, the top 40. <laughs> Coming at you. Coming at you. 
here in the Brain Network studios in downtown Martinez. All right, so uh, let's wrap this up. Let's, uh, you know, what haven't we covered? Uh, what haven't we covered is probably a better question. <laughs> when are we going to start the show? People are wanting to know. I do have questions in the chat. That uh-huh. might help you fill some time. There you go. We need, only need to fill like 10 minutes and then we're done. Okay, but I got a question. Uh-huh. You mentioned the the guidelines that are given out to the judges that the beers are judged to. Yes. Do the um, brewers, such as yourself and Raj, do you see those guidelines before oh, yes. you submit your beers? Yeah, absolutely. They they publish yeah. them on online, and you know you're asked to read the guidelines, understand the guidelines, and submit your beer to fall within the guidelines accordingly. Yeah. And- okay, so there's you know there's it's nothing blind going in. They a brewer should know where to submit, you know, which category to put his beer in. Exactly. Right. And and people don't. You know, mm-hmm. people clearly uh judge the category, um I'll just I'll just say it. And if I get in trouble, that's fine. Uh wood age beer. Um, no one listens. It has a limit of there's a light and a dark category and six point five percent A B V. And there were a number of breweries that clearly entered beers that hid the fact, or tried to hide the fact, that they were entering imperial stouts or barley wines or things like that, that were, you know, just by taste, wow, that's way over 6.5%. Yeah, it's 10, um, something like that. You know, there's a category for the stronger beers, wood-age strong beers. Enter it in there. That's the appropriate category. So those got bounced. A lot it didn't of, matter if they were good or bad, they got bounced. A lot of the brewers, I think, don't realize they pick up so much out of the barrel. Uh, like, yeah, that's a good point. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. They're 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 putting a six and a half percent beer into the barrel, realizing that it's six and a half coming out, but it's not. It's actually sure. you're, you're picking up two to three percent more. Well, when's the last time somebody brewed a six and a half percent Russian Imperial Stout or six and a half percent barley wine? Well, it's a Russian Imperial Stout, is what we. Yeah. Call it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had something like an Imperial English Brown. And everyone's like, oh, that's going to be too big. And we're like, no, English Brown could be like a 3.5%. Imperial, it could be 6.5%. Okay. So we let that one fly. Um, but, you know, when you get, you know, when you're obviously, you know, way over, yeah. I think, uh, you know, th- those those get kicked no matter how good they are. People are like, oh, that's a nice beer, but clearly out of category. When it's clearly out of category, you kick it. doesn't yeah. matter how good a beer it is. But if it's on the borderline, my argument is, if it's on the borderline, who's to say that it's exactly 6.5 or 6.6 or... Just push you know, it forward. colors a little... Yeah, just forward. just let it go. You know, let's, let's not... You know, maybe it's not gold medal, but that's a fine beer. It's on the edge. It should be, it should be considered. Let the other judges figure that out. Right. <laughs> exactly. Somebody else's problem, man. Yeah, it's not my problem anymore. I pushed it forward. Okay. Another qu- uh, you have a question, KP. I, I do have a, <laughs> from I'm the so, chat. You're looking at me like I did something wrong. Yeah, you're sitting I there did. quiet when when we're waiting for the question. Go ahead. Dead you're air. driving the show. You didn't you didn't ask me for a question. Oh, when, yet. Wow. when have I driven the show? I don't know. That's I don't know. For the past hour and a half, <laughs> loser. Uh, this is from Aos in the chat, and it's about making a hard cider. Oddly enough, there's not a whole lot of GABF questions. Uh, but they have really? just general uh, Q&A. Great. <laughs> so this might be for uh, Beardy over here. I want to make a hard cider, and I would like to get some head retention. <laughs> and, uh, Since cider lacks the protein content of wort, is there a way to utilize a small percentage of a specialty malt, like carafoam, carapils, oats, etc., to achieve that without altering the flavor a great deal? <laughs> Are sure, you waiting sure why me? not. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next. <laughs> 
I would try a small amount of maltodextrin. If you use a much more than half a pound, you'd, you'd start to get some malt flavor. But uh, I've tried it in root beer to add some foam. I personally don't care about head retention on my cider. I prefer still and to petulant, really. Um, but He's very petulant yeah. in the brewery. I yeah. can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> I prefer my children. So I would try maybe a small amount of maltodextrin if you really want some head, head retention. retention on there. Yeah. I've never had a cider with head retention. I think I'd be yeah. creeped out about it. Yeah, I, I've never seen one either. Yeah, yeah why is he trying know. to do that? Is that Just for in, style or something? Is there a the, style for that? In the, the uh, very mass-produced, large, fake cider market, there Go are ahead, some. Ace? <laughs> there are, no, there are <laughs> say some. Say it together, Ace. <laughs> no, no. Wider. No, 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 no. There's some others Widers. that um, have a, a head retention to them. Um, That's weird. Somebody, somebody's draft cider. What is it? Uh, no, I won't say. All right. Okay, this is from Beer Hog. I'm thinking of making a saison with five percent or so. Of so these people really don't care about what we just talked <laughs> yeah. about. Well, no, well, I they not listen to the show. I don't think they knew what we were talking about. Right. Um, Neither did we. That's all right. I'm thinking of making a saison with five percent or so of acidulated malt. My question mm-hmm. is: Can I mash my other grains with my normal salt additions? Then add the acid malt after the conversion is mostly complete, so I don't have to worry about pH as much. Your hog has closed. Why do you want to add an acidulated malt if you're not worried about pH? The purpose of acidulated malt is really to adjust pH. pH. Yeah, (laughs) that's the only reason for it. And if you, you know, you can add just lactic acid, uh, and that's the same thing as acidulated malt. It's lactic Mm -hmm. acid on the malt. That's the only. I mean. Poured in. That's it from the chat. Well, that's that's fine, fine <laughs> that's quality uh, question. Well, and and I'll say this, and I think uh, Roger will back me up on this. Um, doubt it. Well, maybe yeah. not. I don't know. I, I doubt uh, it too. Uh, you know, GABF judging. I think um, in in the GABF as a whole is not perfect, but I think it's a fine event. I think again, like we're saying, you know, as a as a home brewer, you have that NHC club night, which is amazing. And you have the NHC competition, amazing. That's like closing in on, that's over 7,200 beers. I mean, that's huge. Uh, that's the biggest that's beer of, competition that's ever. a lot of beer. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the GABF is it's kind of like a smaller sister to the NHC, I, I, I just got to say. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's not wow. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, wow. like, like a lot of things, it's not perfect. But um, it is... You know, it, it's the best thing going, and you know, participating in it is you know something special. You know, being there with your peers, uh, being part of this this massive competition. Judging's not perfect. Judging's never perfect. Uh, you know, Brian, you, you, you'd say that you've you've got a lot of experience judging, master BJCP perfect. judge. Yeah. Would you yeah. Would you ever say judging is perfect anywhere, anytime? Yeah, yeah, judging can never be perfect, but at the same time, you try to do the best you can anytime you're judging, right? Right. You do your you best. Want. Exactly. It's, it's a human factor. Exactly. And, you know, so it's not perfect. It could it could be tweaked. There are things to complain about. There are things to be very positive about. And, uh, you know, that should not, uh, you know, the fact that it's not flawless should not stop anybody from participating. I think it's uh, it's a good thing. You know, the, the fact that somebody vomits on the B- GABF floor. <laughs> You know, the, well, like fact, that, oh, the vomiting might be a factor, but otherwise, the fact you know, that you don't have to clean it up, 
That's a win. Yay, a big plus, yes. <laughs> and I, I apologize. <laughs> Glad you didn't break your hip, Grandpa. Right. So, uh, no, I, I at least it wasn't cheesy. I think I think it's a great event. I think there's you know so much to take away from that. As a home brewer, I, I think um, yeah, I would absolutely go at least once or twice to GABF, but I would focus more on the the home brew uh, event. As a pro brewer, you know, I would not miss GABF. Uh, I have a final thought for you to to, to go out on. Sure. Um, final. I think everybody's got some final thoughts. Here. Yeah, but we don't have that much time. Um, where do you think the judging is best? In HC or GABF? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Neither. Really? Yeah. They're just either on equal plane? Or which you, is worse? How about I, that? I think you have so many entries. Yeah. It's At excessive. GABF? And NHC. I think it's hard to really judge you know 7200 beers or 40 some odd hundred beers with a you know a small crowd of people and really ensure that everything is is flawless i mean it, it puts a lot of strain on the judges i think um sure but which know. has the better higher caliber of judges which is the better one? Oh, between the two yes <sighs> i'm sorry if that wasn't clear enough Paul, what do you think while Jamil's exhaling? I am very clearly want to go with what Jamil says because I don't want to touch this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brian? <clears throat> Good answer. Well, you know, I, 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 it's, it's hard. I've not judged GBF. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. judged NHC. And NHC is a lot of fun, right? But there are a... Uh, you're, you're talking some about idiots at NHC too. Yeah, you're talking about folks. <laughs> final round of NHC. You're talking I've about two folks medals that are like forty. All, all right. the beers in your flight at NHC are forty plus beers, right? And it becomes really uh, difficult to judge because thirty-seven plus anyway. Okay, yeah, exactly, John. But it becomes t- really tough to judge at the final round at NHC. Who's the best when? Every single beer in that that flight is thirty five. There's some crap beers in NHC too, though. That, know, that can happen. People rebrew them, they you know, or the you know the beers have become sour over time. Um, second round, there's you know again fifty percent shitty beers. But I feel like there, there's and, and, and that that can happen. Yeah, I, I I've been fortunate. Last time in Seattle, I did uh, Belgians. Which tend to survive yeah. aging more than a lot of other kind of beers, but I feel like there's a, there's a cut and dry answer here that someone just needs to step up and just say it's better at one or the other. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> cut and dry. I, I would no, say that BJ, uh, the BJCP holding its judges to right. a criteria, right? And every um, every judge at the NHC tends to be BJCP, so. Uh, you know, it's it's at least there's a certain criteria of uh, you know uh, and knowledge and um, yeah. I would I would put the um, you know th- there are people who they haven't been professionally brewing, and I think they're you know there's a you know probably at least a hundred of them that are some of the best judges out there that. Um, you know, I would I would stack them up against anybody. Okay, that's about so, as good of an answer as we're going to get. Right? I, I you know, I'm, <laughs> I would, I, I you know, I'd, I'd put them on equal footing. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that. Uh, and really? you know, I think I think the flaw on, um, 
the JBF is that, again, they put some industry people in there that are freaking idiots, that mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to judge beer. They they can't tell a sour beer from a regular beer. They, they You know, a stick, you jam a stick of butter up their nose, they'd never notice. <laughs> Jamil, I'm still here nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there's, there are some people that are just absolutely pathetic that get in, and I, hopefully, I, I imagine they probably weed those people out. Because the people running GABF are certainly not stupid. But these people get in and they get out, and I think that that's a frustrating part of it. But I think that, you know, that same sort of thing can happen in, in uh, BJCP, you know, ranked uh, type of competitions and things like that. There's some people that... Um, well, there's three there's, in this room, so watch out or you're going to get cut. There's some freaking freaking idiots yeah. in there, too. I, I, I sat mm-hmm. down at uh, second round with some guys that were telling me how... Uh, you know, box needed to be smoky, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't understand that. And then, you know, we all, you know, took a break because we couldn't agree. They came back after having a couple of cigarettes, and, they, uh, and, and then uh, like twelve you know, angry like, men. It was it was just horrible. Where's just Tony horrible. Danza? That was absolutely one of the worst judging experiences I've ever had. These guys yeah. didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And then Jack Lemon changes mind and his character arc. Right. And it was yeah, fine. right. But um, you know, I I think that the thing to take away from this is, you know, the amateur version of everything is not, you know unprofessional or you know uh, amateur in their behavior or amateur in their their quality i think that because they're not selling the beer does not necessarily mean that the quality is lower i think that they're right in there i think it's it's uh you know of a uh, of an equivalent level and anybody that that says it's not hasn't experienced both uh you know in detail and i think you'd you'd realize how high a quality that uh, both are so um, i think that's a very good point yeah, yeah. all right uh anything else to add Adam? no i was just going to mention that for nhc i think the final round judging is a higher quality than i've seen in the first rounds oh absolutely the, yeah they get the they get the cherry pick the people who are going to be yes. there they get lots of grandmasters and masters right. and, and then nationals and, and nationals. yeah yeah it's 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 actually a very high high highly uh, in, preferred thing in san diego we we didn't take anyone below certified, and we only right. took a couple certified. Everyone else was above that. Yep, so. yep. So it's 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 some good judging in that that NEC round. So you should have said, "No, the NEC is much better." I was waiting for you to say that because I knew oh, you were thinking. Yeah. That. <laughs> You're always throwing me under the bus. BJCP uh, wins. I, I need to be very uh, 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 political at this point. I, I got to win in the GABF. I, I need to, I need to back that up as being quality. I'm doing I don't a great know. job. <laughs> well, I, I think Chris and Warren did a good job earning that medal for you. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> they did exactly what I told them to do. Right, they did it real well. And if they if they didn't, then it would have been it would have been screwed. Oh well. All right, so uh, if you enjoy this programming, uh, make sure to check out our great sponsor, BlickmanEngineering.com, Blickman with two N's, and uh, check out the Brewing Network store. Lots of good things. Uh, I would buy myself a copy or two of uh, Mitch Steele's IPA book. Fantastic book. Great book. If you're interested in IPA, if you've ever thought you'd enjoy an IPA, go buy a copy of this book, either from the Brewing Network store or from your local homebrew shop. Don't delay. Get yourself a copy. Uh, you know, sign up for uh, Brew Your Own Magazine uh, through the Brewing Network, and half of that subscription goes to the Brewing Network and really helps uh, keep uh, this show on the air. Half of that subscription goes to the Brewing Network. You're so attractive. All right. Pretty strong.
Bruce Strong, everybody. <laughs>